Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Those glorious words first uttered by John the Baptist we hear at every single Mass. And we are placed in the position of those same disciples of John with a decision. Right? Because they saw him point at this man who by every other metric looked like a normal human being. And he proclaimed him to be infinitely more. We at every single Mass see a host lifted up. By every other metric, it looks like a normal piece of bread. And yet the priest proclaims in the words of St. John the Baptist that this is indeed the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The skeptic within us says it's too good to be true. I don't know how that could work, and so I'm just not going to think about it much. Yeah, if somebody asked me, I might say, yeah, I guess that's what I believe. But I'm not going to let it be a belief that changes me. Instead, I'm just going to keep God and his mysteries at an arm's length. And then you could be like those sad disciples of John who were told, that is the one your hearts long for. He is the one who will free you from your sin. He is the one who will give your life an infinite horizon of meaning. And they said, I'll pass. Now, I, I don't know if I could believe that because he, he looks pretty regular. I was expecting something different. Also, how can the infinite God become a man? No, I'll pass. And they lived... And they died, and they missed Jesus. They couldn't recognize him. But what was it that the Magi did last week, that John the Baptist does this week, that we're invited to do every week? It's recognize the living God when he comes, when he shows himself. But it's tough to do that if our eyes are not open and our ears are blocked up. Right? Very often we complain to God, we're just so upset that he doesn't make himself more clearly seen. We say, where are you? I just cannot see you in my life right now. We say, what do you want me to do? I just cannot hear you speaking to me. Meanwhile, from his perspective, this is what we're doing. Shutting our eyes, blocking our ears and going, la, 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 la. I don't want to hear it if it's going to change me. And, and then we're wondering why it is that we can't hear him or see him. We need to open our eyes, unblock our ears, and say, Lord, I am willing to get to know you as you are. Because you already know me as I am. <laughs> you know all of the nooks and crannies, the good, the bad, and the ugly. right? You, you know all of the struggles, all of the doubts, all of the difficulties, but also the hopes, the desires, the dreams, the plans. I want to know about you, what you know about me. But how does that happen? How do we embark on this journey? For John's disciples, it meant that they uprooted their whole lives and followed Jesus. He became the new center of their lives. Every day, they would be following him. If he went to this town, they went to that town. If he went um, and decided to uh, uh, spend months in one place, they were going to camp out there. But at a moment's notice, they would move to be with him. They showed us what discipleship looks like. 
It means total commitment of oneself to another that we trust. Now, we're not going to become a nomadic people because Jesus' public ministry has changed. Right? With his passion, death, resurrection, and ascension into heaven, with his sending forth of the Spirit, he's now present to us in a different way. But we can still have our eyes closed and our ears blocked. We can still choose to have a different center to our lives, which usually, at least in my case, is my own willfulness. That's what's the center of my life. It's what do I want and how do I want it and when do I want it? And God says, I mean, I guess you can worship your own self, but you're a puny God, right? You're not going to fulfill, you're not going to satisfy. So instead, learn to trust me. Okay, how do we do that? How do we learn to trust God? Well, we're never going to trust one that we do not know. And so what was it last week? What was my practical advice for all of you? To read the Catechism of the Catholic Church. No need for a show of hands, but just ask yourself, did you do it? I don't mean like read the whole dang thing, but I mean, have you taken a step in coming to know the Lord better, in using this brilliant instrument that you have up here in your brain, and in trying to enter into the mystery of who God is. I had mentioned that there's a helpful podcast, Catechism in a Year, pretty simple term to look up. And it offers you the safest, like most risk-free way to start learning your faith. Because sometimes, what is it that keeps us from doing it? It's shame, right? We think, I don't want people to know that I don't know some of this stuff. I don't want to ask the question because I feel dumb. Or I don't even know where to start. Well, sometimes it's as easy as within the safe place of your own earbuds, listening to the truths of the Catholic faith. Being able to wrestle with some of them that maybe you haven't wanted to in the past. Because it's so much easier to just utilize our minds for things that we can wrap our minds around, right? Sports, celebrity gossip, even just uh, our hobbies, our interests, our work. All of those are good and fine things, but they're safe, right? They're safe because I can wrap my mind around all of those things. None of those things necessarily cause me to uproot and change and have a new center of my being. God is an adventure. God takes risks. God takes courage to really dive into the mystery of who God is, to allow your heart to finally ask those deep questions that maybe you've suspected are lingering doubts, and so you push them down. You say, I'm not going to ask the question. I don't want to know God too well, because what if I don't like who I see? No, God says, ask those questions, but ask them in the light of a relationship. It's a beautiful thing that you have questions, but it's not a very beautiful thing when you don't seek answers. Sometimes we assume that there are no answers because, well, I haven't figured it out yet, and I'm kind of brilliant, so probably nobody's thought this before. I hate to break it to you. You're not the first one to ask that question. But that's a beautiful thing. You get to plug into 2,000 years of unpacking revelation. And unboxing this gift. Because the gift that's given is salvation. And it's not earned. It's 
freely given. How do we know this? Well, today, this morning, I had the great honor and privilege of baptizing two little babies. And can anybody tell me, what did those babies do to earn the great gift of eternal life that was given to them today? Absolutely nothing. What did they do to earn their parents' love? Nothing. We have, for the first time in this church, I think, a beautiful baby right now. Colby, right? That's his name? Congratulations, by the way. What does Colby do to earn your love? Not a thing. In fact... He's almost actively working against your life. I mean, he is keeping you up at night, right? The only things he does, usually you have to clean up after. And yet, I see on your face this incredible love for him. Now, you're a wonderful human being, but you're not a perfect one. And yet, you can love this tiny creature in spite of all of the difficulty that he brings... Instead, it's all endearing, and you say, oh, I love him all the more. If that's an imperfect human being who can do that, imagine what the perfect God does with us. We're just as, if not more, helpless in the spiritual realm than a tiny little infant. We've done nothing to earn his love, and yet his love is freely given. He looks at us not with this disappointed look on his face of, come on, you should be doing better, but instead with this smile, this encouraging gaze of love where he says, I'm giving you this gift. Do you want to unpack it? In fact, today was just the the day of kids because after the first three masses, I went to a three-year-old's birthday party. And you know what she did? She opened her gifts. And then she unpackaged them and started playing with them. What we've often done with our baptism is we receive this gift and we thought, this is great, but I don't want to break it. I don't want to like uh, tinker with it too much, so I'm just going to put it to the side and neglect it for my entire life. What learning our faith is, is unboxing the gift, unpacking it, and actually being able to enjoy it. You're not going to live a fulfilled Christian life if you don't learn your faith. But I guarantee that if this year you dive deeply into your faith, and the easiest way to do it is through catechism and year, but that's not the only way. It might be that you want to have a renewed um, dedication to prayer, and so having at least 10 minutes of just daily silent prayer, that's wonderful. It it might be that maybe you've been coming, you've had a spotty attendance record at Mass, right? It's like, ah, maybe every few weeks I'll come... Maybe this is the year that you finally dedicate yourself to every single Sunday and holy day of obligation. It doesn't have to be a huge leap. It can be a tiny step. But a step in the direction of the Lord who loves you is a way to unpack that beautiful gift of your baptism. And a way to be able to become that which the prophet Isaiah said that we're all meant to be. What is it that the Lord said to him? He said, I am made glorious in the sight of the Lord, and my God is now my strength. Friends, the temptation is mediocrity. To not want to be glorious, but instead to just say, eh, I'm not going to be too bad. God wants you to be glorious. You might say, but I'm too weak. Well, God wants to be your strength. 
But he can only be your strength if you have a relationship of trust with him. That trust hinges on your knowledge of him and his love. So let's rededicate ourselves in this Mass to this year fully follow the Lord whom we know to be the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world so that we can become what Isaiah said, a light to the nations that the Lord's salvation may reach to the ends of the earth.